beautiful. I woke up this morning with deja vu. Can I have a photo up on the screen? I thought, I reckon I've done this before. <laughs> it's 2019, back at the old church, a few months off giving birth to JJ, and here we are again. <laughs> Different venue, feel like I just need to put my glasses on and we'll be ready to go. So this week... Um, Obviously, the lead up to Mother's Day, and I felt like the Lord put something on my heart to share and a person on my heart to share about. It's none of you. It's all right. So we have got a message this morning, and this week as I was uh, driving the children around to somewhere, we were listening to a Timothy Keller podcast. Can I encourage you, if you ever think, oh, what can I do with the kids, or how can I um, make this trip go a little bit quicker, find a great sermon and listen to a sermon with your children. They Some will switch out and just look out the window. Some will engage. Some will have questions later on. But it's a really great way to just continue to um, bring up our children in the ways of the Lord. And Timothy Keller was saying that the Lord in the Bible uses stories of real people all the way through the Bible. And I love that because it means that that's how he does stuff, which means that all of you he's got plans for and he's using you and he wants your lives to be part of his great story across this world. And I was really encouraged about that as well because we often see in the Bible great examples of faith and courage and kindness and people doing wonderful things. And we also see examples of enormous human frailty, don't we? Are there some people in the Bible? and you're like, whoa, how did they get in there? Or people in the Hall of Fame and you think in the Hebrews 11 passage and you think, wow, they obviously did some fabulous things in life with that faith that they had, but there are other things that are recorded in the Bible about those very same people and we might be a little bit surprised, but isn't that just God's way? Doesn't that show our deep need for him and his amazing grace towards us just as we were singing about this morning? So the last thing on that little point of Jesus using real people in the Bible is that I love that Jesus came as a person and it's relationship with him that matters. God to redeem and save us and reconcile us to himself. It could have been like a 12-step program, could have been something that we just have to tick the boxes of, or it could have been an amazing abstract power that we get access to and then we're right with God. But actually it's through daily relationship with Jesus. And so when we read the Bible, let's believe that it has that power and that authority to change lives and let us be those lives as well that are changed and transformed by him. So God is obviously really interested in each one of us. If he's filled his word with stories about people that really existed and that we get to meet in heaven one day. So last week in Explorers, there was a memory verse. I think it's going to come up on the screen. So our Explorers are our year ones to fives. And it says, for you, God, created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. What a beautiful verse. And the kids took home one of those little pieces of paper with it on. So keep remembering that verse, Lord, because uh, children, because the Lord has a plan for your life. He loves you and he has created you for such a time as this. So today, we're going to just pick one 
woman out of the Bible? Has anyone got a guess on who it might be? Just one woman. Who's got a guess? Just a big voice. Ruth? Ruth? No. Hannah? Oh, that's another good one. No. Mary? Nope. Esther. Oh, love the story of Esther. Lydia. Good one, Lydia. Good one. Not this time. Maybe next time. Another one, Jonah? Rachel? No. Sarah? There's a lot. I think I've put you out of your misery. All right, so this lady here, we hear about her in the Hall of Fame, but we don't hear her name. So let's have a look. Have I got the um, Hebrews verse up there? Hebrews 11. Verse 23. Oh, great. By faith, Moses' parents. Now, if you, can, if you know Moses' mother's name, that's the person. Hid him for three months after he was born because they saw he was no ordinary child and they were not afraid of the king's edict. So we're going to hear a story about somebody called Jochebed. Jochebed, yeah, might not have been high up on your list of names. <laughs> Any pregnant ladies out there, Jochebed? Know a few good joys, but we're going to hear a little bit about faith over fear because her story, Jochebed's story, is pretty incredible. So there's 12 verses about her in the Bible. We hear about her in Exodus 2, Exodus 6, and the passage that we just read then from Hebrews 11. But who was she? She somehow made it into that very famous list in Hebrews of people who really stand out in the Bible. So let's see what she did and a little bit about her story. So Jochebed was a lady who lived in slavery in the 400 years of slavery when God's people were under Egyptian, the Pharaoh's control in Egypt, and their numbers were multiplying. It was getting a little bit out of hand, and Pharaoh was getting a little bit worried because he felt threatened with all of these foreigners in his country. And even though they were slaves, he thought that if anything goes wrong, there's a lot of them. And so he wanted to do something about that. So Jochebed endured many, many trials and suffering because she was a slave. And so she was raising her family in slavery in Egypt. She had married someone who was a Levite and she was also a Levite. So they were part of God's priestly tribe with the 12 tribes of Israel. So she married someone called Amran. He's the guy who Moses' parents are. And they had two children. They had Miriam and they had Aaron. And so at the time that their third child was born, things had got a little bit tricky. When they had Miriam and then a couple of years later when they had Aaron, the children were safe. But then Jochebed was pregnant with the person who was called Moses later on. And things had got serious because Pharaoh had made a decree to get rid of all of the baby boys. So she would have been waiting. No ultrasounds telling you a gender reveal. She didn't know whether she had a boy or a girl in her tummy. She didn't know whether that baby was going to be safe and protected as a girl or whether that baby was going to be in grave danger. So she had courage. But what she did know was that God had promised back in Genesis 12 that his people were going to be protected, that they were going to be slaves. And that's the bit that we hear about in Hebrews 11. She knew that her baby was no ordinary child. She had discernment and she had wisdom from the Lord 
that Moses was going to be important. So she gave birth to a son. Oh no, what's going to happen? They had soldiers who were coming around and checking to see what your baby was, a baby boy or a baby girl, what was going to happen. And they were doing awful things to the babies. And so she had great bravery from that. And she hid this baby for three months. Anyone here tried to keep a child quiet in church or a baby quiet (laughs) through an assembly? For three months, she hid baby Moses. She protected him and she watched over him. So sometimes we need to be brave in the face of authority that is saying something different from what God is saying. Isn't that true? We need to listen and keep our eyes on what God is saying in his word for our lives. And I think Jochebed did that. She was like, no, I'm not going to be fearful in this situation. I'm going to protect Moses. But then she needed a plan. Now, the Bible doesn't make it clear whether she had known from the Lord what to do for a long time or whether this was a decision that she came to do. But do you remember what happened to baby Moses? Can anyone tell me? Yeah, Callum? Got sent down the stream. It was a pretty big stream. The big Nile River, <laughs> the enormous delta that comes through is the lifeblood, the life source of Egypt. And so she was a very practical lady. Hands up all the practical women in the room. (laughs) That's good. So she was practical. She made a beautiful little bulrush and um, woven basket and she made sure it was waterproof going in the river. Pretty good idea. She put some tar and stuff on the inside of it, put baby Moses in it. And do you know what she did? She basically said, Lord, I'm handing the baton over to you. Can you please look after my baby? because she put baby Moses in the Nile River. It was a dangerous place. There were crocodiles and all sorts of things. (laughs) But she took that big step of faith. And she said to big sister Miriam, who I had always thought was maybe like 14, 15, 18. Do you know she was either five or seven? She was so brave and she loved her little brother Moses. And so she stayed guard and watched over. Now, this is why some people think that um, Jochebed, the mummy, knew what to do and when. Because do you know what? The Pharaoh's daughter came and bathed in the river at just the right time. And she looked down in the rushes and she said, oh, there's a basket there. I wonder what's there. She opened up the basket and do you know what Moses did? On cue... He cried. And the Egyptian pharaoh, sorry, the pharaoh's daughter, her heart had great compassion, it says in the Bible. And she looked at him and she said, I want to save this baby. I'm going to take him to be mine. How amazing is that? God's absolute provision. Now, if Jochebed had just kept on hiding baby Moses, all the rest of God's plan couldn't have happened in the way that he did, that it did. We sometimes have to let go of our own plans and we have to listen to what the Lord is calling us to do next and we have to be willing to trust him and do that really hard thing and let him, it's like passing on the baton, let him do what he wants to do to bring about the purposes that he has ordained that we have no idea about and we have to listen to him, we have to be ready. She was ready at that three-month mark. Now it might have just been that his lungs were strong 
and <laughs> she just couldn't keep it quiet anymore. Or it might have been that she really sensed from the Lord, she was a believing Levite woman, she sensed from the Lord, now's the time. And so she released Moses into God's care so that he was able to do the miracles only he could do. So the Pharaoh's daughter came down, bathed, had compassion, and Miriam was right there. Another God incidence, right? And Miriam says, oh, I think you're going to need someone to breastfeed that baby. And the daughter thought, oh, I hadn't thought about that. She said, why don't you go back and get one of the Hebrew women? And you know this bit. Miriam was like, okay, I know someone perfect for that role. So she ran back home and she said, hey, mum, can you imagine how this turned out? Hey, mum, guess what? Someone has found baby Moses and it's actually uh, the Pharaoh's daughter and she wants you to look after Moses for up to about four years. She needs somebody to nurse this baby. And so Miriam brings Moses back home for four years. What a beautiful provision. Isn't that the Lord's grace? Not just any wetness, which is the name of somebody who's able to, to feed another baby, but actually the mother. And you know what? There was a little bit of a cherry on the top. The Egyptian pharaoh's daughter said, I'll pay the wages. So not only did he come back into his own family, but Jochebed was given money to be able to stay home (laughs) for a little while, for a season, and to be able to feed Moses and raise him up. I don't think she wasted those years. I reckon she would have used those years because she knew they were limited and she knew that she was going to have to fulfil her promise to give Moses back again. So don't waste those little years. Gosh, it's hard when they're squirmy and wriggly and chatty and we're not sure how much is sinking in. But mums and dads and grandparents, just bring your children up in the ways of the Lord. Every moment that you've got, call out God's goodness. Call out God's faithfulness. Raise up your children to love and to trust Him, just like Jochebed did. So we see God's provision And Jochebed was doing a busy job at home because Miriam became the first prophetess in Israel, so quite an extraordinary family. Aaron was the Aaron brother of Moses, who Moses was like, don't choose me, Lord, I can't even speak properly. Choose my brother Aaron. And Aaron became a high priest in the kingdom of Israel as well. So three extraordinary children. We know what happened with Moses, of course. So we pick up the story again. She's hidden her son, put him in a basket, seeing God's protection and God's provision, but she still had no idea what was going to happen. She took her role as a mother seriously. And I think this also reminds me that God is the only one who knows the future for each of our children and for each of us. Because what continued to be unfolded through Moses' life is he led the people out and they, the Exodus story is just incredible. Miriam's there all along the way. Aaron's there all the way along the way. But only God knows the future for our children. And so as we learn to trust him and choose to depend on him, we can ask him to help us prepare our children for the future he's got for them. We don't know what this world is going to be like in five years, 10 years, for this little baby, 20 years' time. What's the world going to be like? But the Lord knows, and I love that passage in Esther that says that 
Esther's time was now. God had a plan for Esther's life right now. So we're invited to partner with the Lord through this journey of life and this journey of parenting. So with this story of Jochebed, let's think about a couple of things that we see in God's character. We just talked about it then. We see that God has a plan for each of us. Do you know Joel, he's got a plan for you? Maddie, God's got a plan for your life. Erin, plan for your life. How incredible is that? None of us are overlooked. Secondly, God provides, and he does it so graciously and above and beyond. Jochebed got paid to be the mum. That's pretty cool. Moses was returned to her for those precious years to raise him up in the knowledge of the Lord. And as we yield to the Lord, he promises to act and to lead us. And he is so faithful and so good to us. And what do we learn about Jochebed? Well, do you remember in the Hebrews passage, it says, By faith Moses' parents hid him for three months after he was born because they saw he was no ordinary child and they were not afraid of the king's edict. Jochebed chose faith in her God over fear of even the highest authority in the land. And God calls us to do that as well. He wants to increase our faith. He wants to do more through us and in us than we can possibly imagine. Jochebed was obedient and she played her part and then she handed over that baton to God and she said, your turn, you keep doing it. And that opened up the pathway for God to be able to move and use Moses through his life and to fulfil that promise and that plan to redeem his people. So even though she endured trials and suffering, she showed great discernment. So I guess the challenge in all of this for us is, it's always a tricky one at the end, isn't it? Listening to the Lord and saying, Lord, what do you require of me? What might be something that I'm holding on to? Maybe a plan, maybe a hope, maybe a dream. What am I holding on to that you might be tapping me on the shoulder and saying, do you know what? I've got the next bit covered. Now's the time to trust me. Now you've done the, you've done all the groundwork. You've made sure that that beautiful basket is all waterproof. You've done what I've asked you to do. You've been faithful. You can trust me with this big thing. Cast that out onto the water, even though it may feel dangerous, and know that I'll step in and I'll provide because I have a bigger plan and I have a bigger purpose. So I just encourage you this morning to think about Jochebed, to think about her faith, her integrity, and her great courage, and know that as you take that step of faith over fear, and as you are obedient, it is only then that you're going to see God do the stuff that God's waiting to do, because he's not, he's not somebody who's a bully in our lives. God waits. You know, it says in Revelation, I stand at the door and I knock. <laughs> I'm waiting for you to open up the door and let me do what only I can do. So church, let's pray together. Father, we thank you for the stories in the Bible, every single one there to teach us, to open your heart to us, show us your love, show us your grace, show us your favour. 
Lord, I pray for all of us who are listening from you and hearing that you are calling us to the next step, that step of faith to trust you in the journey, for you to be able to fulfil the purposes and plans that you have for our life, the reason you put us on this planet in this time and this place. And we thank you for Jochebed. We thank you for her faith and her courage. Lord, I pray that as we leave this place, we would know your presence with us. I pray for each mother, grandmother, auntie, uncle, woman, father, son, child, nephew, niece, each person here. And I pray, Lord, that you would go before them, teaching them about you graciously and lovingly, and that each of them would truly make a difference. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. We are going to sing a song called The Blessing. The beautiful thing about this song is that it talks about from generation to generation, just like Jochebed was teaching Moses, teaching Miriam, teaching Aaron, and they in turn taught and trained the people of Israel. It wasn't necessarily just their own families. They were leaders where God had placed them to be. And this song speaks about that, that God continues to work through the generations until His purposes and His plans and His perfect timing come to fruition. So let's sing this song together. It's actually also Aaron's blessing that he blessed When we sing Amen, we're singing, kids, yes, I agree. My heart joins with those words. I connect with what's being said. So as we sing Amen, we're joining in with this blessing. Lord, bless you. face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give worship team um, right now feel free to stay and have some lovely morning tea yeah and happy mother's day everyone so yeah <laughs> happy mother's day <laughs>